This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, Coconut. So yes, I ran out of things to say about personal finance. I'm going <laughs> to spend some time to talk a little bit about living in the reality today, right? Um, I mean, to be clear, there are a lot of personal finance things that you need to learn that I've already shared in the older episodes. Please check it out or if you have a little bit of trouble searching through those platforms that you use and go to our website. Uh, we're going to update everything there. So check out thefinancialcoconut.com. Okay, enough, enough. We're almost 200 episodes. I don't know what else to say. If you have specific questions, please ask. I know we do some AMAs and we can answer you from there. Lah. But today, I want to address a specific phenomenon. You always hear people say this. Ah, oh, so sad. Tomorrow, go back to reality. <laughs> so sad, right? Like you go for a holiday, two months in Paris. Okay, maybe not two months. Two months very fierce. Two months is what I do, right? Two weeks in Paris or one week in Tokyo or whatever. And then you come back and be like, oh, so sad. Back to reality. And then like sad face. was like... Why can't you build a reality of your own that you actually enjoy? Why are we always spending on escaping our reality and coming back dreadful? Like, we hate it. I think that is a problem and uh, we do spend a lot of money escaping from our reality. So I'm going to do a small little few parter to talk a little bit about like, you know, essentially building a reality that you love. And today I'm going to focus on building a home base, a beautiful home base. And so, yeah, welcome. Listen to my spiel. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, Blunt Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love or managing our finances. Well, I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut. And today, we are going to spend some time to talk about building a beautiful home base, right? Because I feel like instead of spending so much money escaping our reality, we should try to reach a point where we enjoy our reality, where we, you know, actually like our life such that everything else is a cherry on the cake, right? It's like, oh, okay, law, good law, have fun, not bad. But, you know, you won't be like, oh, so sad, I got to go back to reality. And it took me years and years to come to realization that, you know, maybe half the amount I'm spending on, because I was backpacking quite a bit, right? Maybe half the amount I was spending on was really just me escaping from the life I have. Why not build a life that I love? And by extension, why not build a home base that I enjoy, that I find beautiful? And I think this is something that a lot of Singaporeans struggle with la, because uh, Singapore is a small city, right? So as a small city, it's not very often you feel the need to essentially 
you know, uh, rent a place, go to another state to study, you know, go to another city for work. You know, you don't have that. You don't migrate around. You don't move around. And uh, by extension also means that a lot of people have very limited understanding of the space that they love or have very limited understanding of what is a space and a life that I enjoy, right? Because half the time you are cramped up in a multi-packed home, you know, without a lot of space, you know. I assume, I okay, to be fair, I know our audience demographic, Aga, you come from middle-income family, you know, but even middle-income family, like, come on lah, right? Singapore, even if you're middle-income, at best, give you a five-room flat law or somewhere like a condo. But condos are so expensive. But anyway, okay, anyway, that's a different discussion. But the idea, what I've realized is a lot of people are very bad with their space, right? Or their understanding of what is a space that they thrive in, right? Because we don't have that experience accumulating, shifting different places and trying different permutation, putting things here, changing it there. Because anytime you try to shift something, you know, uh, you... <laughs> You readily get into a heated discussion with whoever you live with, right? So, so there's that part. And then after that, when we finally have an opportunity to go into our own space, right? Build our own space, build our own home base, we struggle also, right? A lot of times we overbuild, we have a lot of wastage, and uh, we spend too much money on certain things that we don't enjoy. And then we realize that, yeah... I should have built it this way. And then after that, it'd be like, yeah, but oh, to remove it, uh, it's going to be worse, right? So there are a lot of these things that I would love to address and share my experience because I have shifted a few times, right? Moving to different places, different countries and, you know, uh, built my home base a few times. And I realized that it takes time to build a home base because you got to be familiar with the space. You got to feel the airflow. You got to feel the sunlight, the sound, the sights. You know, it's it takes time. Like. It's not like you go in, you, you see some mock-up, right? You buy, you go in, immediately get an ID, build, 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 and then that's it. No, it's different. It's different. So yeah, I'm going to essentially try to share with you some wisdom so that you can build a base that you enjoy and you love. And why is it important? Why is it important? Huh? I feel like stability as an idea is so underappreciated in our community or in our society. Yeah, it's like everyone is talking about hustling, making a big break, going forward, pushing it. But I realize, right, you need some stable in your life or some sort of stability in your life that can allow you to feel safe enough to make big moves you know or allow you to feel safe enough to create and develop if you're always living a substandard life you use half your bandwidth to try to like escape your life you detach from it yeah and and you're, you're never comfortable you're never in a safe space or you're never feeling safe where you'll be like, oh, wow. Mm. You know, that kind of energy where you find peace, where you find comfort, where you're not trying to like perform or act. I think that's so underappreciated in our society. And, and by extension, I am a personal experience that, you know, that after I build a life that is relatively stable, that I build a, a way of life that I enjoy, I build a home base that I feel safe. Wow, I become so much more creative. I can think of new things. I can, you know, develop new ideas. I can break through and all that, right? And, and I do feel a lot of people like this. And I do feel a lot of people like this. So yeah, rather than constantly traveling around, spending tens of thousands of dollars, dollars every year to go for this one-time good trip, maybe, maybe we can reshape some of our thoughts and start to think about, can I build a life and a base 
that I actually want to stay and I feel safe in. Because yeah, I'm a firm believer that if you have a base that you feel safe and you're comfortable, you thrive. And that is what we are going for, right? Living the life you love or managing your finances well underpins this idea that you got to thrive and the home is so important. So today I have three core ideas I would love to share with you when thinking about building your home base, right? Um, some of it may shake your heads a little bit, right? Because I've tried this many times, huh? many times. So the very first point, very first point is to build as you go. Right. I think this is so important. Right. Why, 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 why? Build as you go. How many of you have heard a friend or you yourself maybe have done it, right? Because you finally got your own space. You finally bought a home. You finally have the whole space to play around. Then everything you do is to build this dream home. You spend a one-time good one. You know, you, you get the best ID. You want the best tiling, the best, everything the best. Right, one time good one, you spend, you drop, you take a home loan, you take a Renault loan, whatever, right? You you dump everything in. And after that, you realize, eh, actually some of these spaces, I don't even use them. Right, that robot that I bought, I don't even use. That oven that I have, I don't even use. That dishwasher I use once a week. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> because the very fact is you are merely building in your dream. Because you have no experience. It's your first home. You know, you never even rent a place before, right? And I'm sure a lot of you tuning in, maybe you already have your home, right? Because I'm sure that's the demographic. You have your first home and you can vibe with me. You know what I'm saying. You overbuilt. Because you built in the dark. You have no experience, you know, managing a whole home. Like, like three rooms, you know, with kitchen, toilet, two toilets. You know, like, wow, where to put what, huh? You're so foreign and everything that you have in your head is the experience that you had a showroom or you have a friends that, that has a house. Hey, quite nice. Huh? Hey, we should copy that one. Or you like Balinese, right? Because you copy some hotel. Or you know, everything is just in your head. It's your dream, right? And you take up a lot of expenses to build this, knock that, whack this. After that, you realize half the space you don't use, right? You, you, you have a very nice corner. You put an art piece there, but... When was the last time you sit there and observe the art piece? Many right? <laughs> so it's like, it's like, yeah, so cute, so cute. And this is a phenomenon, uh, it's so interesting. And then at the end, you ask yourself, like, are you really building a home or are you building a showroom, right? I think you're building a showroom, right? So, yeah, and then, you know, people take Renault loan or like personal loan and all that to kind of beef up how much they have. It's like a given these days, right? First, you talk about mortgage. After that, you talk about how much Renault loan you want to take, right? So, I'm like, okay, it's not technically a bad thing. I'm not against like taking up loans or debt, you know, use it well. It can really expand your quality of life and, you know, maybe help you get to the next level on some occasions but you know do you really need it? Do you even know what you're trying to build? I think the answer is no right? More often than not more often than not I feel the answer is no right? So what I would recommend okay? What I would recommend uh, do the minimum first okay? Do the minimum and do what you are familiar first right? So likelihood is when you shift to, into, into a new house right? Like a home a whole base right? You may have shifted out from a room Right, whether is it the room in your parents' home or, you know, uh, you rented a place somewhere. So one thing you're very familiar is your bedroom, what you like, right? Because you have been managing a bedroom for a long time, 
right? For 10, 20, 30 years, right? So, okay, like 10 years, you shift out, you quite go out so, okay, maybe 20, 30 years, right? So, so you've been managing your bedroom for a long time. So, aga aga, you have a good idea, like, you know, what is what is the bedroom you want? What is the bedroom you want, uh? okay? And and likelihood, you buy a four-room, five-room, you have two other rooms to think about, okay? So, so there's that. So, sort out your bedroom first. That's definitely something you want. And maybe you want to avoid knocking down major walls, right? You knock down... Knock, once you knock walls, right, it's very expensive, okay? And then you build partition, also very expensive. Knock the partition, then cha-cha, right? Then after that, then you want to knock down the partition because after a while, you think, mm, maybe I don't like this. You know, I want to shift my light to another place, right? Because the, the light comes here better, the airflow comes here better. Alamak, you're going to hate yourself. And then you live a substandard life because you'll be like, yeah, I don't really like this anymore, right? Because those are major moves, right? And then I, and I think you want to avoid some of these major moves. You know, some things you can use furniture, you don't need to do fixtures, right? You, you know what's the difference? between fixtures and furnitures, right? Fixtures, that means you're fixing it into the wall, right? Like, you're building a, a bar top table it's like, you know, with toweling and like, you know, bricks and everything. You're essentially building a f something fixed into the property itself, right? Whereas a furniture, you can literally lift and shift, right? So I think, I think do use, use more furnitures rather than fixtures, you know? And the idea here is not to give you like some Reno advice. I'm not here to give you Reno advice. But the idea here is for you to go in Live in the space at for start, do minimum first, and then over the course of one year, two years, you get a bit of idea of like, oh, okay, maybe uh, we can do something here. We can add a fake wall here, you know, or we can, you know, uh, build a partition here, or we can, you know, build a, a, a door. We want to drag the door in here, you know, and and those are, yes, renovation is a bit annoying because, you know, while you live with the dust, everything, you will peel blood, okay? That is true. But, you know, you're not knocking down big things. It's okay. It's not that crazy. Especially when you get a BTO, it's just two of you, you know. It's not that wild. It's not that wild, huh? And if it was very wild, then you cannot stay in your in-law's place for two weeks. I think you can still sort it out, right? It's, it's not that crazy. The idea here is to build a home that you love and to enjoy. You need time. You need to vibe with the space. You need to let yourself evolve within the space. Right? Eventually, you'll find your favorite corner. Eventually, you will find certain way of life that you can enjoy because you must let yourself grow into the space. Let me be clear with you, okay? Be very clear with you. If you have always built your life around one room, you will struggle to live in one home with three rooms, right? Because you're, you need to let your life evolve. You need to expand into their way of life. You will have a lot of questions like, uh, so what do I put there? Mm, why should I do this? You know, so, so all these things, you can take time and you can go with it, right? And slowly, slowly build it up, right? And, and if you don't do major reno, don't do major fixtures, it's going to be much easier for you to do that. Eventually, a few years down, you will build the base that you enjoy, right? You will find that originally you set it up this way after you turn, 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 twist and turn, right? Then it will be a different way, right? So ultimately, I think that's the mindset shift that I'm going for. Build as you go. Don't overbuild it. Don't build a showroom. Build a home and let your life change along such that you, you, know, you find the way of life that you like and you let your home be the supportive space of what you like. Okay, uh, enough, enough. Uh, before I become an ID, right? Because <laughs> that gets very personal. But I think it's a mindset shift that we can and really think about.
then to be fair, over time, as you build along, you got more finances, you can slowly shop, you know, when you're not in a hurry, right, you always get good deals. When you're in a hurry, one time, go on, you must sort out everything. It's very hard to get good deals. But you can slowly build up one, slowly buy the furniture, slowly buy this, slowly do that. Say, so, hey, you know, maybe you can do this. Oh, wow, that's a nice thing. Oh, wow, Carousel, got some more shift out. Maybe you can get the sofa. <laughs> it's true, that's what I did. Some of the expats, they shift out. I'm not sure if I'm or not, right? Some expats shift out. Then I just go there and buy their stuff, lah. Right and and it's it's so it's so nice. Okay, but anyway, anyway, uh, Carousel need to sponsor me. Okay, so that's point number one. Build as you go. Don't build a showroom. Build a home. Okay, then this brings me to point number two. Okay, point number two is consciously allocate social spaces. Right, so often, you know, we know that we are living with like two people or like a very small family. We don't even think about building social spaces anymore. And personal experience is you want social spaces and you can tell me I'm an introvert, you know, I don't really want like my friends to come over. Actually, I tell you, you just don't like your friends. <laughs> and yeah, I will elaborate a little bit more afterward from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a thing, right? You'll be like, yeah, I don't really like my friends to come over. Why? Because you never had friends that come over that you really had a good time or you don't have the whole space to your own and all that jazz, right? So so you're not used to having friends over. I'm, I When I first started hosting people to come over, I had a very karang kabo also. Right? It's like, hey, uh, now I got space. I got so much space. I want to get my friends over. What do I do? How should I prepare? Right? I'm not enough chairs, not enough plates, not enough table, you know, not, not, not enough table, right? But, but yes, please. Although it's two of you, you stay in a, you know, four-bedroom, three-bedroom, you know, whatever. You know, you, you stay in your flat or your small little condo if you go for that. I know you want to save space, right? You want to like reduce your your table. You want to reduce the number of chairs at home and all that. And, and fair, I get it. I get it, right? Not everybody has the luxury of space to have like an eight-seater. Right? But maybe a four-four-seater, six-seater, have a social space and consciously recognize that you are trying to build a social space. Right? And I think this is so important because we have consistently recognized that over time, it, having great friends around, having great relationships, great conversations, anchors a good quality of life. It anchors a good quality like the longest Harvard study. And I sometimes I really think don't need Harvard study, right? You vibe with a good friend, you have a good, have a good drink, good hangout, good talk, good chat. You feel so rejuvenated. Right. And, and I think that's the part that we can consciously build into our home base. Right. And these days, when I go to a new place or when I shift to a new place, I will consciously think, okay, where should I build my social space? A space where I can host friends, a space where my friends can come in and hang out, and all that, right? And, and I feel like this is something that, you know, we, we really can think about, right? And if you don't have friends that you want to hang out with, maybe because every time they come, they never take care of it. Right? This is a story, huh? you must know, right? All my friends come, they know. If they don't clean up after themselves, right, they're not coming back anymore, right? <laughs> 
So, so my friends, when they come over, they will clean up so that I will not tell you, I will not have a dick, right? If not, I'll base no more. Okay, so you can set some ground rules. It's your home. You can set ground rules, right? And all that, right? So having that social space is so beautiful. Why? Why? Okay, because a lot of times, there is a monetization of social space out there in society today, right? Whether is it the malls, you know, whether is it like cafes, all that costs you money, right? And, and when it gets more and more expensive, it becomes harder and harder to socialize or you reduce your frequency of socialization because expensive, right? I get it, I get it. Right, but if you socialize at home, there's not much cost. Coffee beans, how much only? Uh, milk, how much only? Right, hang out, la, chill, la, right? Or everybody bring a potluck. So easy, so simple. Right, and, and, and you can increase your social life, right? And by increasing your social life, you increase your social capital. You increase your social support system. You cultivate better relationships or stronger relationships around you. And it's all a great anchor of building a life you love. Right, so where is the best place to essentially have a social life? It's at home. But so many of us don't think about it. And I have a quick tip. I have a quick tip. A quick idea. A quick idea. Maybe some of you can explore. Okay, You know, a lot of times we put our dining table out in the open. And we assume dining table is our social life, right? Our social hangout. Our living room is a social hangout space, right? And it's out in the open, right? That means it's the biggest space of the whole apartment, of the whole unit. And what happens is, right, likely when you get your apartment, you have a partner, right? Your wife, your husband, or maybe you even have a small family already, right? Uh, one kid, two kid, whatever lah, huh? Hopefully you have more like baby bonus, okay? Woo, fighting, right? But, but, <laughs> wallah, try so hard to cheer for government policy, huh? But yes, you, you already have other people that live in the same space. They share your space, right? So, I was thinking, I was toying with this idea, why not, okay? Why not? we convert one of the rooms into the dining room. Like actually have a door one, right? Like we actually, or, or if, if your social space is the living room, right? Then why not shift the living room into one of the rooms, right? Like actually create a social space that you can readily segregate from the whole house. You know, it's like how you go into like Atta's restaurant, then they have uh, like all the private dining room at the back. And then it's very private. You know, you do whatever the shit inside, right? Everyone else outside can still continue to live their life, right? Because how many times, how many times have you like, you know, have to tell your wife or your husband or, you know, or your partner, you know, or your, you have to break the lives of your kids, you know, it's like, ah, go to your room, go to your room, uh, papa bring friends, you know, or like, oh, uh, you know, I'm oh, sorry, uh, I'm bringing my friends over, uh, you know, uh, is it okay, blah, blah, blah. Why? Because you so, we so readily infringe those shared spaces. So by extension, it means that everyone else that lives in the same home get affected, right? So then it becomes harder, more expensive, you know, expensive in that sense to bring friends over and, and socialize, right? So I've been toying with this idea, why not we bring some of these common social spaces into the room, right? And you could set up your living room inside one of your bedroom or you can set up your dining area inside one of the bedrooms and you don't need to close the door, right? The door can be open. And then when, you know, on a usual basis, you can open the door. And then when your friends come, you know, or when your kids bring their friends or when your partner bring their friends and they want their own private space, they can all go and close the door. And everyone else outside can still live a life. And it's great, well and beautiful. Save money, save space. And at the same time, you partition your space in a way that everyone else can enjoy while you have your social life. Right? And then once in a while, they can say hi. So you essentially build a way of life that 
you can socialize. Everyone that shares the same space with you does not get affected every time you socialize. You build better relationship with the people you live with and you build better relationship with your friends. Right? So why not do that? I think that's something that more of us should think about. More of us should think about. Why must the dining table be outside, next to the living room, next to the kitchen, and everybody is like shared space? Then now, very cute. You allocate the second room, right? Because you have the master bedroom, maybe your kid's room, and then you have one third room, right? Which in the future, maybe be your kid's study room. But meanwhile, right, you, you put that in as a playpen. So cute, right? Because <laughs> what happens is, half the time you want to see what your kid is doing, right? Like, they should be outside. The play area should be next to the living area because you're forever monitoring them. It's unsafe to keep them in the room. Right? So why you put them in a private room that you close door for what? Right? There's no reason to close a door there. Instead, <laughs> instead put your projector, your TV, your hi-fi, whatever inside that room, close it up. Right? And put the kids' playpen outside. Put the kids' study area outside. Right, because that is the common space that you as the elder of the family, you want to oversee. So why not switch this thing around? Think about it in a different way. What are common spaces that you want everybody to share with? You know, and who are you in charge of within this family? Are you the alpha because you own the place? You know, you are the leader of the family. You got to take care of some of them. You need the vision of all these people. Then, okay, you know, some things maybe got to be outside. And then what are things that you can build inside the room? Right, so it's something to toy around with. Think about it, right? I, I thought it was a very interesting thought because half the time I feel very paisy bringing friends over even though I have my own space, you know, that I share with my partner. But whatever. Okay, so this is the second point towards building a great home base and this leads me to the third point. Third point towards building a great home base is to actively befriend your neighbours. Yes, must active lah. Or take the initiative. Even though you may be the new person that shift into the neighbourhood, you know, uh, it's always great. And I think we hear it so often these days, right? Like, our neighbor dispute la, you don't know your neighbors la, you know, uh, yeah, and, and all that, right? And it's, to me, it's quite sien la, and quite scary, right? Because you don't know your neighbors. The people literally live next to you. They are a war away, you know. You live in Singapore. You don't, you don't have like a whole estate to you. You're literally a wall away, you know, if they pong pong a bit, right? Wow, your wall can collapse. Okay, maybe not, not like that, not like that. But you get the idea, right? You're literally next to them. Right? So how can you live in an environment that you don't know your neighbors? You don't need to be like kawan, like best friends all, right? But at least you need to know them. And over my course of shifting into different places, I realized that if I get to know my neighbors a little bit better, we may not become HTHT friends. We gather for afternoon tea. No. At least we high by. How are you? How are things going? How's your kids? You know, how's life? Life, you are very hot, uh, pandas, everything very pandas, right? And it's okay, you know, you small talk with them, it's fine, right? You're not trying to be very, very close friends, but if you so happen to be close friends, great, good on you, right? But you gotta start somewhere, it cannot be immediately like close friends, right? people think you're weird, uh, but okay. <laughs> the beauty about making friends with your neighbors is that firstly, you feel safer because you, you have a casual understanding of who they are, you gotta know them, your familiar faces. And city stress is a thing. I don't know if you all know about this thing, right? There's a very high level of stress in the city. Half the time, it's because half the time, you don't know who you are around. You meet more strangers than you meet friends. How can you feel safe in an environment where you meet more strangers? Right? So consciously and subconsciously, you feel stressed up because you are in constant heightened senses. You may or may not be aware Right, but when you live in an environment where you know everybody, this personal experience, and there's a lot of studies around this thing, okay? 
when you live in an environment that you kind of know everybody, you see everybody's faces before, you know, you've given a cake over before because you bake extra, you know, you, you bought some stuff, you, you travel, you come home, you know, you bought some tea, you give something to the neighbor. It builds a safer environment for you and your neighbors will look out for you. This is true, right? As people like you a little bit more, you know, they, they will protect you also. They will take care of you. Right? And in, not in a sense of like, oh, they sayang you all the time, but they will look out for you. They will be like, hey, how are you? Not very long, never see you. What's happening? You know, oh, the other day, there's this thing, uh, what's happening? Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, like my cat, my cat was in the balcony screaming and, you know, like meowing her way. <laughs> because uh, I was out. I was out and I was late to come back because I never feed her. It was my first time having a cat. Right, and my neighbor called me, he said, Hey, your cat, uh, you know, blah blah blah. Is it okay? I was, oh yeah, shit. I never feed her. Right. So, you know, you know, all these comes with you building a safe space around you beyond just the unit that you live in. And I hope more people realize that it is not just about beautifying this the four walls and the door, right? But what is beyond the door? It also matters, right? Your way home, the path home. Right? And the people around you matters, right? So please make a conscious effort to, you know, at least befriend your neighbors, get to know them, know their names, what they're doing. A cake never goes wrong, lah, right? But don't anyhow bake, lah. Huh? Anyhow bake will go wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I hope uh, these are a few quick tips for you to think about building a home base and not a showroom, right? And I hope that you reach a point where you actually like your space. You actually enjoy and you actually feel bad that you're shifting away because recently I shifted and I felt very sad that I shifted out of the apartment you know, that I've built because I do like the space and I felt that it was a space that I could thrive. And I hope that that is what you will spend your bandwidth on rather than endlessly escaping reality and feeling sad and posting IG posts. Oh, I got to go back to reality. And a big part of your reality is where you stay. So yeah, these are the three pointers towards building a beautiful home base. The first point, I'm going to sum up. Yeah, The first point is build as you go. Don't build a showroom, build a home. Take some time. You know, uh, I know HDB has like free tiling. Okay, not say free, cheap tiling, basic toilet stuff. Please take it. It's very cheap, very good. If you don't like the tile, build laminate. It's okay. Okay, if you don't like the tile, build laminate. Laminate is so cheap rather than you build parquet from flat. Okay, so uh, over time, you will build the space and you let yourself grow into the space and you know every few years you can do a small little renovation you know buy a few new things over time with time you grow into the space you know the airflow you know the environment and you actually have more time to get good deals lah, as you go along and maybe you don't load on too much debt you know in building that dream home which really is a showroom because you've never built a home number two is consciously allocate social spaces, right? I know sometimes we live in a small space, you know, and we shift in with our partner or a small little family. You know, we don't really think about building social spaces, you know, but um, as we have established very well, you know, at, at this point in time, sometimes I feel like I need to research, right? Great friends make a great time, right? So, uh, yeah, so, you know, you want to empower yourself and you want to build a space that can allow people to come together and gather so that you can prompt social activities, right? And be conscious about who you, who else you live with. Maybe you should build a social space inside a room rather than out open in the living, right? So that's an interesting idea. And this brings me to the last point, which is to actively befriend your neighbours, right? So your neighbours are very important. They build the space beyond your four walls and all those are, you can 
consider part of your space. I would argue that a lot of Singaporeans cannot live within their own home. The parks, the coffee shop downstairs, the gym, you know, the corridor, all of that, of shared spaces, form our living space. So how can we not put an effort nurturing our extended living space, which by extension means make friends with our neighbours, right? So be a great neighbour, get a great gift. It really changes your quality of life. With that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the potential coconut knowledge. Is there much more powerful, interesting, and share, debate, and discuss? Join our community Telegram group, sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's on our website. We're doing a website update. So yeah, sign up for our weekly newsletter, thefinancialcoconut.com. We're going to reboot it. So you're going to start getting disturbed by us in the emails. And all that is good. And if you didn't yet know, we are quite viral on TikTok recently. So you can also follow our TikTok channel. Lah. Okay, with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so uh, I try very hard to give you some good thoughts and good ideas. Lah. I think I did. Lah. I think I did. I will not dictate how you should renovate your house lah, or how you should you know, design your house. I think that's a bit far, right? But a bit of a mindset shift, you know, a bit of a rethinking. And I really feel like if you solve this one problem, it will solve a lot of problems. Right? You solve this one problem, you essentially build a space that you thrive, that you can retreat to, that you can kind of find comfort in, that you can essentially build additional things upon. It's so powerful. So many of us choose to spend money abroad, choose to spend money traveling, choose to spend money at a bar to escape and all that, right? And what are we escaping from? Our reality? Why not focus on shaping reality? Alright, so I think that's something to think about. Okay, and uh, next week, next week I'll spend some time to continue this train of thought, which is how to reshape a life that we love, right? Shaping our reality. Other than talking about the home base, the space that we live in, I want to talk a little bit about our social circle, right? So next week, I want to talk a little bit about our social circle and give you some thoughts around being a little bit more nuanced with your social circle because everybody in my head just wants to make friends that are the same with them, you know? And they use some weird arbitrary idea in their head to decide who is their friend. Make them feel good. Right, which is very interesting. And I believe I have a little bit more sophistication when it comes to building a social circle. I'm quite nuanced with this. And yeah, I do like the people that I hang out with. So I will share with you a little bit more next week. And yeah, I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you like it, please let me know. Come to our Telegram group because I do think I have a lot of other things to share about building a life you love and not just always about personal finance. Right. And if there's nothing else, then I can share then I will maybe end the show. <laughs> oh my god, cheng cheng cheng. But yeah, see you next week.